Welcome to Strategy Saturday. I'm Charles Curlo, and today we're going to be discussing how to get started in real estate investing as a beginner. So there's hundreds, if not thousands of seminars, training courses, books, and other programs and materials that have been produced to explain how to get started in real estate investing. And I really want to condense that information down, but I also want to put together these seven points using information from experiences of other investors I've known and the route that they've taken to become successful. So probably one of the easiest ways of starting to invest in real estate is by buying shares of a real estate investment trust. And you can do this by easily purchasing a share or a unit of a publicly traded REIT. And uh, during our research for this episode, we found there's 166 of them currently listed on U.S. stock exchanges. And they can they range from residential REITs to REITs that own industrial and commercial properties. Um, there's REITs that own a little bit of all different types of asset classes. There's REITs that don't have any leverage and they pay for everything in cash, or they have very little leverage on properties. It compresses your returns a little bit, but it's much safer of an investment. You know, doing this will enable anyone to learn some of the key metrics of property investing by reading an annual report. And it's also you're getting when you're getting a vision from the institutional REIT, they're telling you an overview really of the sectors within real estate, the different property classes and different markets. And it's a, it's a much different worded literature than you're going to get from any type of guru or anything like that. So it's great to be able to review those reports and understand them and become familiar with some of the risks and dangers as well as investing, right? Because they're going to have some properties that perform great and they're going to have some that don't perform as well and they're going to explain why that happened. Number two, renting out a room or mother-in-law suite or house hacking. I started with house hacking in a three in a triplex, a three-family house. And if you're fortunate enough to already own a single-family home with a spare bedroom or even a furnished uh, basement or mother-in-law suite, then you can do the next best thing to purchasing an investment property by legally becoming a landlord. Obviously, check with your city or town zoning laws or ordinances. Make sure they don't prevent you from renting out your spare room or basement or other unit in this house. Make sure it's a legal unit that you can rent out. Be aware of fair housing laws in your state. Get a proper written lease. So this allows you to dip your toe in without buying a property that was specifically for real estate investing. It's also some people have never had anybody live inside one of their properties before. And um, you have this very expensive asset and you're letting someone move in for uh, a very nominal rate per month. And you being on site will give you a little bit more comfort because you'll know exactly what's happening at that property. Number three, real estate investment platform. Crowdfunding platforms have really grown over the last few years and they've sprung up all over and they enable you to pool your money with other real estate investors to purchase properties in which you share capital appreciation and dividends from any rental revenue. Now make sure you do your due diligence on the platform and the asset prior to investing. And a note, I've never used a crowdfunding platform to invest in real estate, but uh, I know people that have. Number four, residential rental properties. This can take a form of a apartment, condo, duplex, or even a single family home. We actually discussed some of these metrics of each property type in our previous episode, but um, it, these are properties usually one to four units. So single family homes or small multifamily properties, and you can start, you can start investing in them uh, right away. And maybe if they're nearby to where you are, you can self-manage them as well. The type of property with the least amount of ongoing maintenance and requirements is going to be probably a condo. But make sure that if that's one of the things you're looking at, they're going to have the highest ongoing fees, HOAs, 
and they're going to have a lot of other considerations and they're going to have a lot more maintenance requirements than if you had your own property, one to 40 unit property that you're renting out. Because usually in that situation, you're the one that's making all the decisions on what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Number five is wholesaling and flipping. Wholesaling is becoming a real estate investor, but it's not really what most people can consider because you're not actually buying something. Flipping is more of what someone would consider as really a first step when starting to invest in real estate, hands-on. And you've probably seen this done on HGTV, but the process of investing in an underpriced home in need of some renovations, which then completely, you, you, you try to complete these renovations as inexpensively as possible. And you'll have higher-end properties that it's, it's going to be a more of in-depth renovation, much more expensive finishes, but you really, you're trying to complete the property as inexpensively as possible and generate a profit from the home. And uh, it's a little bit more complicated than this. There's a lot of fees that go on with it. There's a lot of costs and it's ongoing maintenance uh, during this process of managing all of the contractors. There's a big risk factor as well, not just in the price you pay for the property as you need to be able to turn a profit on the sale over the very short term three to six months. But regarding the estimated amount of repair costs, contractors, time need to complete said repairs, all of this can you know blow up your investment budget. My thing is, when you're investing in real estate, the longer you own a piece of property, the less risky it is. So when you're doing short-term investments like this, not saying it's bad, but it's something where you're carrying more risk. It's much safer to buy a property and to own it for many years. And that's something where it's, it's just a much safer investment. And obviously, if you have, you're doing that, you probably have really good fixed financing as well, which makes it even lower risk. Uh, the last thing on the flipping of the houses is it relies solely on the value appreciation for return on investment instead of value appreciation and rental income. So when we buy here, we're buying for cash flow. Appreciation is just a nice bonus, but cash flow is really what you, sh you want to be doing when you're buying rental real estate, but when you're flipping properties, you don't really care about cash flow. You care only about the appreciation that the property is going to experience while they're doing the repairs. Number six, real estate syndications. This is what our firm, Harborside Partners, does, where we are pooling our money and our investors' money to purchase large commercial multifamily properties. We handle finding the property, the asset management, and the work with the property managers so that everything runs smoothly for the passive investor, and the passive investor can then get usually quarterly dividends, sometimes on certain investments, it might be monthly. Number seven is become a real estate agent. I know this is not really investing in real estate, but it's a great way of getting started in real estate and learning usually the residential side of the business. And the information you were learning here can be utilized when purchasing rental properties. I myself am a licensed real estate agent in the state of Florida. I do not use it. I've never shown a property before. I only have it so that uh, if someone comes to me and says, Charles, I want to buy an investment property or something like this, I will do a referral to a broker or real estate agent in the area of Florida that they're looking at, and I can legally be paid a commission. So I hope you enjoyed. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, submit comments and potential show topics at globalinvestorspodcast.com. Look forward to two more episodes next week. See you then.
Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Syndication Superstars LLC exclusively.